This is a podcast from the University of Manchester's Jodrell Bank Center for Astrophysics. For the full show and archives, visit jodcast.net. In the news this month, a historic spacewalk, a water-carrying visitor passes by, and a new method of detecting black holes. To start us off, the first all-female spacewalk has been completed. On the 16th of October, Christina Koch and Jessica Mayer, both NASA astronauts, made a spacewalk to perform repairs on the International Space Station. The spacewalk lasted about five and a half hours, and during their excursion, the astronauts removed and replaced a faulty battery on the ISS. This is routine maintenance for the space station, and it's hoped that eventually all female spacewalks will be just as routine. For now, though, it's still very imbalanced. Before this, only 14 women had performed spacewalks, compared to 213 men. It was originally planned that an all-female spacewalk would be completed in March, but this fell through as only one medium-sized spacesuit was available at the time, and it was postponed for safety reasons. Now, however, NASA are working on making their next generation of spacesuits more modular, making them better able to be worn by astronauts of all shapes and sizes. These are being prepared for the Artemis programme, which hopes to put the next man, and first woman ever, on the moon by 2024. Next, an interstellar visitor has been passing through our solar system and looks to be carrying water. Comet 2i Borisov is the second known interstellar object we've spotted in our solar system, after Oumuamua, which has been discussed in past episodes. Borisov is of particular interest as the path it's travelling shows it must have originated from deep space, allowing us to see how its properties compare to comets from within the solar system. Recently, it's been noticed that Borisov is showing oxygen in its spectrum, the most likely source for which is water breaking down into its constituent hydrogen and oxygen. While this isn't surprising, comets quite frequently carry water, This does make it the first source of interstellar water we've observed, and could provide insight into how water travels in space. Of particular note is that Borisov also shows cyanide in its spectrum, like solar system comets, and the ratio of water to cyanide has been established to be very similar between the two. It seems despite its far-off origins, so far Borisov isn't that different from the comets we've seen before. Borisov will reach its closest approach to the Sun on around the 8th of December, and is expected to remain visible until at least September 2020, so there's still time yet to find out more. Finally, a new method of looking for black holes has found its first candidate. Typically, black holes have been identified by observing stars orbiting around them, like the supermassive black hole Sagittarius A star, or more recently spotted merging with another black hole by LIGO detecting their gravitational waves. This, however, biases the search, as more massive black holes are easier to detect this way than less massive ones. The new method relies on the fact that it's relatively common for stars to be in binary systems, with two stars orbiting each other. If one of the stars dies and becomes a black hole, it and its companion star still orbit each other, but the black hole no longer emits light. By tracking the change in an apparently single star's emission spectrum, it's possible to identify if it has an invisible black hole companion, as the star's light will be Doppler shifted as it orbits around the black hole. Recently, this method has identified its first black hole, and in doing so has shown it can find an entirely new class of black holes, 
low-mass black holes. The detected black hole is only 3.3 solar masses, far less than a typical stellar black hole, which tend to be between 10 and 100 solar masses, or those detected by LIGO, which have a typical mass of around 20 solar masses. This is actually quite close to the lower mass limit possible for black holes, which is believed to be between 2 and 3 solar masses. Any lower than that, and a dying star can't collapse into a black hole and instead becomes a neutron star. Using this method to identify more low-mass black holes will therefore open up an entirely new population to study, and might give us more insight into what happens at the boundary between black hole and neutron star. (laughs) 